Hey everybody, this is Tier here with a new segment that we're starting on this episode called Church Announcements. And basically, Church Announcements are just where you can find Twin and I doing appearances for the next week or so. We're going to put it before every episode, so if you're in the New Orleans area or when we're traveling around, you know where to find us. So this coming Saturday, February 11th, you can find us at the Jinx Bar for Spot of Tea's Burlesque. And then next week, 225, you can find us at Kapow Burlesque and Drag. We'll see you out there. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Welcome back, all of you beautiful people, to Spicier Than Therapy, the podcast where we discuss polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, neurodiversity, kink, and all of the wonderful things that we think go into making a healthy, loving relationship. Hey, twin, what are we going to do today? Same thing we do every day, my love. Try to take over the interwebs. Fuck yeah, interwebs. Here we go. Well, welcome back. This is episode four of season three of Spicier Than Therapy. I can't believe we're already at season three. Right? Season three in one year. This is insane. And it's only going to get better from here. I mean, it's going to get something from here. Hopefully better. But hopefully you've enjoyed the first three episodes, uh, our lovely two-part interview with Katie Osaurus. Again, still one of my favorite things we've done so far. Absolutely. Talking to them was such a delight, and I really, truly enjoyed having them on here, and it was ab absolutely wonderful, and I cannot thank them enough for joining us for that. Yep. And just so that you listeners at home or in your car or while doing yard work know, we also have our TikTok community live with us right now who are going to be asking questions and providing feedback during the show. But today, our topic and kind of the topic of all of season three is before care. Now, not only in BDSM, but also in polyamory, we're just going to be talking about before care or pre-care kind of on a general level. So Twin, do you want to kind of define what before care is and how we chose this topic for season three? Absolutely. <laughs> Bad Wolf, yeah, I dance like this when I get food as well. I'm wonderful that way. I literally did it last night when we were having dinner. Um, it, was a good it was a really good dinner. If you guys are in New Orleans, go to Besame off of Canal. Mm, love them. Anyway, absolutely, Tier. Yes. Uh, so the concept of before care is not exactly a new one. It's just kind of what we uh, collectively, socially refer to as like setting the mood, right? But what made us want to call it specifically before care. And what made me want to do this is that a friend of mine that I used to work with, hi, Nisi, reached out and was like, hey, I don't know if you guys have talked about this on the podcast, but I think this is really important to discuss. What do you think? And they were kind of talking to me about like what 
it looks like for them to set the mood, what before care feels like for them, what the goal is for them. And so we just kind of wanted to go over that because it's something that, you know, particularly within the Buddhism community, if you know, you know, uh, particularly within the Buddhism community, the spicy community, you know, we, we talk a lot about aftercare and how important it is, or, you know, how some people don't want it or they want it under certain circumstances or only for certain scenes but there's not a lot of attention paid to getting to that before aspect getting into the mood getting to the right headspace and so we don't really talk nearly enough in my opinion about before care so that's why we wanted to go into this this season so what does before care look like for you and, you know, before we kind of jump into that, the reason aftercare is discussed so, you know, kind of deeply on TikTok and in our own Discord is it's the physical, emotional, and mental um, aftercare or type of care that someone needs following a scene or some sort of Buddhism activity. So we're also going to be focusing on, you know, the physical, emotional, and mental requirements to help prep someone for that scene. So it'd be similar as if you were, you know, getting ready to go out on a date, right? We're always talking about polyamory and dating multiple people and having all of these lovely partners. But what sort of before care preparations do you kind of go through? You know, everybody's going to hopefully take a shower and shave or whatever you got to do. And all of the preparation that you go through to get ready for that date. The same is true for BDSM scenes and sessions and things like that. So before we kind of like jump in to defining all of those different aspects of before care, Twin, what do you think is most important uh, for your personal before care? Is it the physical, the mental, or the emotional? Oh, that's a good one. So for me personally, because again, you know, I know we talk about this a lot. We say this every episode, but y'all, we are discussing things from our perspective and opinion. This is not the one size fits all. We do not pretend this is one size fits all. This is always personal opinion, right? Because everybody has to find what works for them. So with that disclaimer out of the way, for me personally, I think it would kind of depend on the day um, and the headspace that I'm coming into it with anyway, as far as what's the most important, do I need in that on that day in that moment do i need more help with the mental aspect of it or do i need more help with the physical aspect of it it could be either or there's no mm, one straight answer realistically just because i'm a pisces and we don't do anything straight <laughs> if that was a bisexual joke it, it was a good one. <laughs> no, I, I I totally get that. I will say for me, you know, whether the the physical get you know getting ready uh, before a scene is you know stretching or making sure that I have enough you know fluids on hand and things like that. Uh, in terms of the BDSM side, it's more of a mental preparation for me. I have to go through, and we've talked about this a little bit in some of our videos, I have to kind of go through this mental exercise, even though I exist within my DOM 
mindset and state most of the time. Depending on what the scene is, I have to ensure that I stay there for the entirety of the scene. So I use a lot of music. I do a lot of uh, role playing in my mind so that I go through all of the components of the scene because I like to set mine up as rituals. So, you know, they have a very distinct opening, midpoint, and ending to them. So I have to actually go through that to make sure that I know and I'm prepared for everything that's going to be done within that scene. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that kind of comes back to, um, you know, something again within the bitty, the, the bitism, uh, within, <laughs> within the BDSM and kink community, right? We have, you know, the, the pre-negotiations are very much something that we harp on and that you'll hear a lot about if you are in or around the kink community. Um, you hear a lot of people talk about like those pre-negotiations, right? The contracts, um, of this is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to do. It's that setting of expectations, right? And for some people that's really helpful and it eases some anxieties. Some people are like, nah, I don't want to hear about any of it. Surprise me. Let's go. You know, like, and it just, again, it comes down to what works best for the people involved in that scenario. For me personally, if we're getting into a, uh, spanking session, I Typically, at least at, at, at a bare minimum for me, I want and need to know not exactly, but what sort of toys we're going to be utilizing, right, in that seed. Because I enjoy knowing what's coming. Maybe not necessarily the order. I don't necessarily want to know exactly when or where you're going to use the spanky device. But I do want to know what's going to be used on me in that moment. One, because I have my own physical disabilities that I need to be aware of at all times for my own personal safety. But also because for me, certain devices can be very mentally um, triggering. <laughs> so I can't use certain devices. Now, do I need to go into that list with tear as much? No, not usually, because at this point we know each other fairly well. And so we know, I hope so. right? <laughs> I hope so. I'd say we do after last night. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with tear, I don't necessarily need to know exactly which toys he's going to be utilizing because I can trust that he will know which device which devices which devices are safe to use or not um but sometimes you know if i've had like a rougher day mentally i might still need to know what's going to be used just so i have that sort of mental cushion if you will that i can sort of fall back on and like once we're in the scene. And that's, again, that comes down to that before care of how can I ensure ahead of time? What can I do ahead of time to ensure that this is going to be the healthiest, most fun interaction as possible? 
Well, and see, to me as a dom, if a sub said to me, surprise me, that's like a hard no from my end, um, simply because we want all of that pre-negotiation and pre-discussion done before the scene takes place. Now, the exact application of it, the when and all of that, that's fine. Yeah, it can kind of be, um, you know, a, a little bit more spontaneous. But in terms of, like Twin said, what devices or tools I'm going to utilize and what is going to to be done with those that always needs to be set up up front i'm never going to go in and just surprise someone now it's different with twin and i because not every sexual scenario that we're in is a bdsm scene we are partners we're also married so some are we just have you know really good sex sometimes too so we're not discussing every aspect of sex prior to that but in terms of bdsm scenes that's part of the before care because not only do you want them mentally prepared for what's going to take place in that scene, depending on what you're going to be doing, there also may need to be some physical preparation as well. And this kind of comes back to a question that we get a lot in terms of, you know, physical versus mental preparation. And shout out to sweethearts in the Discord who asked this specific question while we're recording this episode. Um, what do you do if you begin a scene and realize that your partner may not be as prepared mentally or emotionally as they thought they were? So this is a really, really good question, Zandria. I'm so glad. Yes, look what we are recording an episode. Uh, Zandria, this is a really good question, and I'm so, so glad you asked for this. So for me personally, right, as somebody, and I'm I'm going to be speaking on this as somebody, first as someone who does more of what would be considered pickup play at work, and then as a sub, right? So first, as somebody who is a dom at work and does pickup play of sorts, um, one of the things that I really, 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 really do and that I really iron in with my clients is um, I ensure leading into this scene scenario, whatever you want to call it, like I, I double and triple check with them. Like, oh, you want me to do this? Do you want me to? Are you sure? I'm not sure you can handle it. Like if I sense any kind of hesitation, I will literally say it. I'll make it sexy and cute. So it's not as like emotionally, eh. but I will specifically be like, are you sure you can handle it, baby? I'm I'm not entirely certain you're ready for this. You know, however, I need to play it. So that way, one, it's not emotionally jarring and I don't take them out of the headspace on accident. But then also I want to double check and have that note. Yes, I want to do the thing. I absolutely, yes. Okay. So that's first step. Second step is sort of like what kinky lifestyle is saying here is you can safe word for that. Yes, you can absolutely safe word. And I always, always, always tell my clients if I'm going into a situation where it's getting physical like that, where there's going to be some spankings, I absolutely always tell them, now you let me know if it's too much for you. Again, keeping it playful, keeping it sexy, because you know, that's half the fun, right? As a, as a dominant person, like, especially in that kind of situation, that's the fun of it is like making a, uh, making it sexy, right? Is fun for me. So make sure you tell me know if it's too much for you, you know, anything like that. Like I can get a little rough kind of things like that. So, you know, so, okay. 
if they start to, you know, if I notice, right, like a, a change in the body and, and this is where, this is where you find out where the really good doms are, who the really good doms are, in my opinion. I watch for that shift in body language, for that shift in how they're holding themselves. If we're doing the spankies and I notice that their knees are locking, they're shaking, they're sweating, they're having some physical symptoms that are a little more indicative of like, there's like stress back there behind it. I will absolutely stop what I'm doing and I'll kind of like rub or whatever, you know, I, and check in and be like, how are you doing? What's good? Are you okay? You know, it's not too much for you, is it? Something like that. And if I, as that person in charge, don't feel like they can or should continue, we fucking stop. I'll be like, oh, baby, you can't take any more, but I can take five more dollars, you know, like <laughs> something like that. Because again, it's that shift of like, it takes them out a little bit, but also like, it's a fun shift to take them out of it a little bit. So like, again, that's personally how I do things because that's the environment that I'm working with. And so I have to make sure that I keep things in a safe, healthy uh, mood while in that scenario, right? Now, with all that said, as a sub, if I'm getting into a, a play scene, right? If I'm getting into a scene where I think that I'm ready for this, I think that I'm good, everything's great, this is awesome. And then it's not. On one hand, it is very much my personal responsibility to pay attention to the cues that my brain and my body are giving me to, so I know that I need to tap out so that I know, Hey, I need to throw the yellow flag because the, you know, our stoplight system, uh, Sunny Megatron just made a video about this. It's not universal, but it is a really good system for you and your partner, even whatever, however you make it work for you. Right. So for me, uh, when I'm subbing for tier, I love defaulting, especially when I can't brain, when it's scenarios like that, I default to the stoplight system because it's a instant, like, you know, muscle memory kind of thing for me. And I will absolutely be like, Hey, we should maybe slow down a little. I don't always get to do that though. And that's where, again, the good doming skills come in because sometimes as we've discussed, I don't pick up on the fact that I need to tap out. I don't always realize that I'm not okay. And that's normal, y'all. That is absolutely okay. If you as a sub do not pick up on the fact that you are reaching a stopping point. Now, I want to preface this by saying, I'm not saying you should ignore your symptoms and that you're, you should ignore, not symptoms. I'm not saying it is okay to ignore and to push yourself past your comfort levels, past where your body wants to go or your brain wants to go. I'm saying you may not realize 
that your body and your brain are hitting yellow or even red. And that's okay. It's happened to me. I've done that. Y'all have heard the story. I've talked about it on here of playing around, goofing around, and all of a sudden one thing happens and boom, you've got a fucking anxiety attack. It happens. That's okay. That does not make you a bad sub. It does not make you less of a sub. It happens. It's normal. So you just got to remember in those moments to give yourself grace. And hopefully, hopefully you are working with a partner or a dom who is able to recognize what's happening and preferably catch it before it happens or at the very least be prepared to help you deal with it as and after it's happening. Yeah, that's uh, an excellent point. And it kind of harkens back to, you know, some of the experiences that I had back in my pro days. Part of that before care is sitting with that person and discussing what their potential triggers are and where they're at in that healing journey, in that mental health journey, so that if they are triggered or if they do get into a scene and you recognize as a dom that they are not handling that like they thought they would or they weren't mentally prepared for that specific scene knowing when to call stop knowing even if they don't safe word when to end a scene and move directly into aftercare i've had those situations pop up where because we did that before care interviewing and the conversations in depth on where they're at in their journey i knew when they hit that point where it's like hey you wanted to get in and try this thing. You're not quite there yet. Let's go ahead and end this and move into aftercare, talk about it, calm you down, and then kind of discuss as we go from there. And so specifically in the pro life, it's very important that you do those interviewing techniques beforehand so that you know where that person is. But it's even more important that you're paying attention to a lot of those nonverbal cues because like Xandria said, they may not realize that they're not their uh, physical, or I'm sorry, not their uh, mentally or emotional to deal with whatever is going on in that scene at the moment. Right. And Pura, I'll come back to you in just like half a second, but let me finish this slide. And, you know, it's important too to remember for everybody involved that before care is not a one party thing. It is not something that only one party should partake in. Now, in my opinion, now we, we've talked about, okay, I'm going to say all this to say something else. Um, we've talked about how aftercare is not something that everybody needs, right? Some people need you know, some people need that talking, that cuddling, that whatever. Some people don't. Some people just want to be left the hell alone afterward. And that's cool too. Not everybody needs aftercare and not everybody should be forced to go through aftercare, ma'am. If you know, you know. But in my opinion, I think some form of before care should absolutely be a requirement. I, want, I don't want to say requirement because that's putting too strong a word on it, but some form of before care should be um, implemented, I think, in each scenario. 
Well, and even if we're not talking about, you know, some form of physical before care, you know, washing up, getting ready, getting your water ready and everything like that, whether or not you're talking about a DS dynamic or just a regular relationship dynamic or a hookup, men and women are wired differently in terms of how we get turned on, how we get interested in a scene sexually or not. And you need to be able to recognize what turn your turns your partner on and what gets them in the mood. So you can't just like, and again, we hear this a lot for men. I just want to jump right into it. Part of that before care is going through the mental preparation to ensure your partner is turned on and is in the mood to have sex, much less do something physical like a BDSM scene. Right. And just, you know, I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't even say that's a male female thing. Just so much as like, cause everybody along the spectrum has sure. different, um, inclinations or needs when it comes to sex. Like you could go at a drop of a hat and myself, you. you're welcome myself personally. Like sometimes I'm in the mood. Sometimes all I want to do is offer moral support. Sometimes all I can do is just be like, Hey, um, I'll send you some pictures, you know, like it just, it kind of depends on where each person is at individually. See, but that's exactly what I'm saying. You have to know that other person, that other partner well enough to know what their general cues are, what generally moves them in that direction. And we all may feel differently at a given time, you know, oh, I'm just not in the mood tonight, or I'm only in the mood to do X, Y, and Z. But that's, to me, part of that before care is knowing the mental game of your partner enough to know how to at least initiate some of those sexual scenarios. Like you and I have talked about this before care for you starts hours before anything sexual happens. You and I have discussed this kind of that teasing, that playing, that, you know, touching and feeling and, and spankies uh, throughout the morning and throughout the afternoon, long before we ever actually jump into bed or on the couch or up against a wall or something. Oh, I know. I was just commenting on the gendered part because, you know, yeah, yeah. gender is a social construct. Um, but with that said, you know, that does come back to like, you know, in as as partners, right? You need to approach every situation, every situation. If you are wanting to get into shenanigans with your partner, you need to approach every situation with a simple check-in. If even if your before care is as simple as, hey. You good? I want to, I want to shenanigans. Do you want to shenanigans? Let's shenanigans. You know, it could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as, or it could be as complex as, you know, Hey, uh, I'm going to come up behind you while you're doing dishes at <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen that. Nope. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, or as complex, sorry, it could be as complex as you going up to your partner at four in the afternoon while they're doing dishes randomly and just giving them a little nibble on the back of their neck and being like, Hey, you look yummy. I like you. I like the cut of your jib. And you know, and then just walking away. I fucking love shit like that. Like that is an amazing form of before care. Tease me, taunt me, mess with me. I love it. And um and then you know later on that's when the actual shenanigans happen 
And that's okay. Like that's whatever it means for you. You just have to figure out what is going to get that engine revved for that particular partner. Which is why I'm constantly harping on, especially to the D types out there, that the majority of this activity, the majority of this game is mental and you need to get into someone's mind long before you ever do anything physical because that's part of that before care knowing them prepping them getting them prepared for whatever it is you're about to do it is imperative as a dominant that you take that seriously so i know we're always talking about good doms and bad doms i love saying experienced doms and inexperienced doms but a good experienced dominant will know that you have to go forward with that mental picture in mind first before you do anything else because that's how you're going to determine how someone gets warmed up whether they need a nibble on their shoulder while they're doing the dishes or whether they need you know a hand around their neck or whatever it is but if you don't know if you're not approaching it in a psychological manner first you're going to miss all of those cues well, and to to uh, bring in our plant daddy extraordinaire from our Discord, Zoe, thank you for this metaphor. Uh, I freaking love this. Zoe made a really, really great comparison of it's kind of like preheating your oven. If you don't preheat the oven, your cake's not going to get baked. Okay, babe? So eh, you won't get to butter your muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mean Girls. I hate it, but I love it. Um, so she doesn't even go. She doesn't even go here. Yeah, if you don't preheat your oven, baby, your muffin's not getting buttered. Okay, so like you need to make sure. Nobody wants lumpy muffins. Nobody wants lumpy muffins. You know, <laughs> so just make sure that you are taking the time to preheat that oven, baby. But also uh, to go to something else that was said in our chat here on uh, TikTok. <laughs> I love you, Zoe. Yes, you obviously. Don't give me credit. That was straight for Mean Girls. But to go back to something that was said in our TikTok chat, though, is safe words, right? And like respecting those boundaries and a dom respecting the safe word, right? We've talked ad nauseum about how important it is for doms to respect safe words. And if they are not, or if they are acting like a safe word is a bad thing or an insult or a problem, fuck them with a pineapple in the ass, no loop. Don't care, fuck you. If you are the kind of dom that does not, will not, cannot, won't respect a safe word or boundaries, get bent and get gone. I don't care, you know, like, and just for the TikTok gods, I am not talking to anybody in this chat for fuck's sake. I am saying as a general rule. This is for educational purposes only. But this is. If you are interacting with a dom or a person, anybody, anybody who is not respecting healthy boundaries, kick them to the curb. Period. Full stop. End of discussion. Bye. Like, yeah, if you don't have... Now, Zoe, I won't go so far as to say it's a hard no, it might be for you. Some people, like we've mentioned, there's like a, there are total power exchange. There are dynamics where not having a safe word is part of their play. And that's fine. If that works for you. Yeah. If that's, it's, if that is your pre-negotiated cool, happy spot with that person and that dynamic, go for it, baby. Whatever rocks your socks. Don't care. 
not my thing. But I'm not going to shit on somebody else for doing it if that's what they want to do, okay? But if somebody is, you know, encroaching on that without consent, it's a fucking problem. Period. I said what I say. If you don't like it, bye. You know, like you have to respect consent in all scenarios. And that's why before care is so important because before care is a really good spot to find out whether or not they are going to respect those boundaries. Again, it's as simple as saying, hey, babe, are you in the mood? Because I'm in the mood. Would you like to mood with me? If they don't, and or if you don't want to mood with them, if you don't want shenanigans and they're really pushing or coercing, which is bad, you if they're if they're pushing you and not respecting that no just during before care that right there is a huge and should be a huge red flag and you need to just out okay well and i think this is why before care as a way to intentionally connect with your partner prior to anything seen or sexy times is so important because it's a way of checking in with that partner, a way of checking in with that person. Where are they at? Because we're all in different moods at different times, but specifically with, you know, boundaries and safe words and things like that, it's even more so important, but the kind of the practice of intentionally connecting with your partner is a good thing. It's going to deepen that connection and help you kind of maintain both that physical and emotional connection during the scene, during sexy times, or even in a relationship. And I think this is something we can even kind of flow out to just relationships in general, whether they be, you know, monogamous or polyamorous. Establishing that connection with your partner is important. Maintaining it is also of equal importance if it's a long-term relationship. And before care is a way to do that. Aftercare is a way to cement that. And I think that's, you know, if, if I can personally leave the listeners with anything is that's how you establish that connection with before care. And that's how you cement it in your relationship with aftercare. So if you're always going into a sexual scenario or a BDSM scene with those two things in mind, and you're practicing that with an intentionality going into it to connect with your partner, I think it only does, it, it does nothing but strengthen your relationship. Well, and another thing too is, you know, and another reason I think before care is so, so, so important. And one of the reasons why I do encourage everybody to incorporate it into their relationships is because, you know, similar to how when, you know, it's almost a trope, right? It's like a, it's punchline almost now when people go to couples therapy, right? There's like that standing joke. And if they're having intimacy issues, there's that standing joke of like, you know, well, schedule it. Try scheduling shenanigan sessions, you know? That's a really good tool. It works. And so if you are also scheduling or thinking of it in the terms of like scheduling before care, you are going to start giving and prompting that sort of Pavlovian response. You are going to start conditioning your brain. That's kind of like, you know, or or like the insomniacs, right? One of the most common suggestions for people who are living with insomnia 
is, hey, uh, try setting a ritual for bedtime. Shut the lights off. Turn the lights down. Only use red lights. Avoid screen time. You know, set this space so that you condition and train your brain and mind and body to prepare for sleep. You can do the same thing for shenanigans. Schedule shenanigans and schedule time before and after if you need it, but especially before to really get into the mood. If, if it's just as simple as, you know, hey, babe, I ran you a bath. You know, it's like the, the, the stereotypical, like, sweet husband move, right, is I ran you a bath and it's candlelight and there's roses. You don't have to go all out like that every single time. But if you have that sort of mentality around setting this space and setting this ritual, if you will, for shenanigans, I promise you you are going to start conditioning your brain to associate those things. Because again, Pavlon, Pavlov, you're going to start conditioning your brain to get into automatically that headspace. Your brain is going to be like, oh, this candle is lit? Yeah, let's go. I'm about to get the dopamine rush. I'm about to feel all those happy, feel-good chemicals because I smell that candle and I know what that candle means. Is, is that making sense? I hope, I hope that's making sense. It makes perfect sense. And it actually ties back into something that I go on and on about in a lot of my TikTok videos where I'm talking about increasing your thoughtfulness towards your partner, right? And I'm specifically talking to men because historically, men are absolute dog shit at being thoughtful partners. And so I make a lot of videos about this with varying degrees of, of success and conversation, but there needs to be a thoughtfulness that goes in to how you treat your partner, how you treat yourself, how you treat your relationships. So you know, setting it up like something like Twin said, um, in kind of a ritualistic format, kind of forces your mind to be more thoughtful towards your partner, whether it's in the confines of a scene or whether if it's in the confines of a sexual situation or running the bath, just being a good partner, being a thoughtful person and someone who is considerate of the other person's wants and needs. And I'm constantly going on about this because as men, we just need to do better with that. We really do. So with all that said, you guys, I think that is going to be enough for us today because surgery is fun and I'm tired. I'm just, I'm tired and I need to go take a nappy knee up. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you to everybody in our live. We are going to continue this discussion in further episodes as we continue on with season three. So make sure to check those out. And as always, of course, you can message us on uh, Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on all of the social internet things that my brain doesn't want to name right now. Jump into our Discord and join the conversation in there, of course, because we love you. You can also email us at spicierthantherapy at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys if you have any more questions or if there's anything in particular we want to know about, you know, advice, what have you. But uh, yeah, I'm rambling now because I'm tired. So we love you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us.
And Twin, where can they find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and all those places? You tell them. I'm tired. I need a nap. Take a nap right here. <laughs> well, you can find Twin at Twin Peaks, T-W-E-N-P-E-E-K-S, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. I am Tear Doesn't TikTok on TikTok. Tear doesn't IG on Instagram and Tear doesn't tweet on Twitter. And Florida. And Florida? Tear doesn't Florida on FetLife. Oh, oh, I'm like Florida? Yeah, yeah. If you want to find me on FetLife, I'm Tear doesn't FL. But also Tear doesn't Florida because he does not claim Florida because why the fuck would you? But we do appreciate you joining us today. Like, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about the topic with Katie Osaurus. And like Twin said, we're going to be talking more about before care, even as it relates to other topics within the relationship hierarchy. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us today. And as always. Be sure to give yourself grace. Nope, nope, nope. I'm fucking up my own sign off. It has yeah. been a while. Be sure to. <laughs> Be good to yourself. Thank you. Yep, we'll get there. All right. Be good to yourself. Jesus. Be good to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience. And fuck up your own sign-offs. No, uh, but more than anything else, go out and do some dope shit, and we will see you next week. Bye.